Welcome to this edition of PowerPoint with Jack Graham. A little later in the program, we'll tell you how you can get a copy of Dr. Graham's book, The Hope of Easter. But first, here's the message, Truth Matters. This is a time for bold faith. It's a time to know our faith and to live our faith in this generation. And so I want you to take your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is our series, Don't Blink. Focusing on truth in today's culture. That's what we call a worldview. And we'll define it even more in just a bit. We are facing domestic and national violence, international terrorism. A pandemic has brought the world to its knees. And of course, this is our generation and we fight our own battles as every generation has. But the question that remains for all of us and every generation to answer is, what is truth? 2 Timothy 3 verse 13 says, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing that whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And then just slide down in your text to 2 Timothy 4 and read along with me these verses 3 to 7. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, alert, don't blink, wide-eyed, endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. And on a personal note, Paul said, I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure has come. And would to God that every one of us could say what we are about to read. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. With all the confusion and chaos, we must ask ourselves, what are we to think and how are we to live? What is your worldview? Unfortunately, though everyone has a worldview, not everyone knows exactly what that means or understands their own particular worldview. For many Christians, professing Christians, our worldviews are compromised. We do not have a biblical worldview. 
and many do not know what they believe or why they believe it. They don't know God's truth. Now, it's important to remember that truth is divisive, it's controversial, but we cannot compromise God's truth, and we won't. While truth is divisive, truth also ignites and unites. It unites us. And oh, by the way, lies are also divisive. So the question is, what is true? What is true and what is false? And that is the issue that the Apostle Paul is dealing with in 2 Timothy to his protege in the ministry, uh, Timothy, and he is passing along the faith and making sure the faith is secured for future generations. We know that the world is getting darker, and Jesus told us that. The Bible tells us in this same passage, 2 Timothy 3, that in the last days, dangerous, perilous times will come. You can read it. It's like reading a news media feed. There's so much darkness and increasing depravity in our world. But unfortunately, I believe many have become accustomed to the dark. We have lost our moral compass, our courage, our biblical convictions. And so often we do not confront sin, but we adjust to evil to the degree that sinful behavior becomes the new normal. And like an infectious disease, rather than being mitigated, is out of control to the degree that we now even celebrate what is wrong rather than celebrating what is right. Proverbs 17, 15 says this, He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. So if you condemn the righteous and if you justify the wicked, in the sight of a holy God it is an abomination. What is worldview? That's, that's the first question. That's the first point. What is a worldview? A worldview is comprehensive. And by that I mean everyone has one and it covers every area of life whether you know it or not. Your worldview covers your morality, your ethics, your decisions, what is right, what is wrong, your destiny, it impacts your family, it impacts your feelings, it impacts your finances, the way you spend your money, it impacts the way you, uh, your future, your eternity, it impacts your philosophy of living, it impacts your, your politics your values, your voting. I'm saying this is important. This is not for the philosophers and the academicians and the ethicists 
but it's for you and me because everyone has a worldview. And what we desire as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, what the Scripture is saying to us here in 2 Timothy 3 and throughout is that we are to have a Christ-centered, biblical worldview. Our worldview typically is formed when we are very young. Paul spoke to Timothy of how he came to faith as a young boy and his mother and his grandmother, we know from Scripture, taught him the faith and passed the faith along to him. Uh, And so what was true for Timothy is true for you. Our worldviews are typically, and those who study such things tell us that most people's general foundational worldview is established before the age of 13. That's why it's so important to teach and to train our children. Because what they are learning, they will soon be living. What they have learned in childhood becomes the adulthood. And during our teenage years, you know this, when everything is upended, when we become teenagers and we are seeing the world through different lens, through different adolescent eyes, then we begin to shape our worldview or our worldview begins to be shaped by our experiences and our circumstances and our friends and so on. And then by the time we reach young adulthood, our worldviews are basically established and developed and lived out. How do you get your worldview? Some uh, get it through their emotions or their feelings. And of course, some people say, well, I get my worldview from science. Now, we believe in science. Christians do not close their minds or their eyes to scientific truth. The problem with science, of course, you know that science, while it can, can be factual, it can also be very subjective because we don't always know scientific truth. So I'm not always going to listen to the science. I'm going to bring science under the authority of Scripture. And pure Scripture and pure science are never in contradiction. Science is imperfect and often speculative and subjective, but Scripture is pure. Scripture is objective, and Scripture is true. Some people get their worldview from their experience, or from their religion, or their philosophy, or from their education. But Bible-believing Christians, Christ-centered, biblical Christians, know that all truth is God's truth. And the revelation of God, whether it is in creation, or ultimately in Christ himself, is true, truth. Where do you get your truth? Where do you go for your worldview? You better go to the Bible. You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, Truth Matters. The resurrection of Christ tells us that as we trust in him, he gives us a future and the hope of eternal life. We want to strengthen you in that hope this season with Pastor Jack Graham's book, the hope of Easter. It's our thanks for your gift to take the gospel to more people across our hurting world through PowerPoint. For a limited time, your gift will be doubled by a $150,000 matching grant. So call now to request your copy of The Hope of Easter 
when you have your gift doubled by the match. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgram.org where you can shop our e-store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgram.org. Now let's get back to today's message, Truth Matters. So that brings me to my next question, what is a biblical worldview? We live in a world that is filled with secularism, humanism, Marxism, progressivism, and here's the big word, relativism. Everything is relative to your perspective, what you think, or what your friends think, or what somebody told you. I'm saying to the church, don't blink in the face of all of this. Get your eyes wide open and focus on biblical truth in this culture. We are living in a post-Christian culture. And this culture is increasingly hostile towards Bible-believing Christians. That's what Paul is addressing here with Timothy. When he says, all who suffer, verse uh, 12 of 2 Timothy 3 says, everyone who suffers in Christ Jesus, everyone who, is, who lives godly, rather, in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. That's a given. Christians are under attack. Bible-believing Christians are under attack. Don't be surprised by that. Be sobered by that. Be alert to this. But if you believe the Bible and live for Jesus Christ, you will be viewed and have biblical convictions. You will be viewed as haters and bigots and freaks and fanatics and fundamentalists and radical rights and crazies and all the rest. But in view of the resistance and the opposition, and if it, if it comes even persecution, and there are Christians who are giving their lives for Christ around the world. So if you live godly in Christ Jesus, if you want to live in a holy hole somewhere and never bring your head up, if you want to hunker down you may not face much persecution. But this is not a time to hunker down. This is a time to rise up. And if you do, you know, we can't afford to fold our tent and hide out in church and wait for the rapture. Because God has called us to rise up. We do not retreat from the enemies. The enemies of Christ and the enemies of the gospel. If we retreat, then evil prevails. Our freedoms will be stolen from ourselves and our families. We cannot, we must not be silent. We must like Esther when facing a choice. If I perish, I perish. But she said, I will stand with my people in Israel, of Israel. And she saved her nation because she had come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Who knows? but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Esther stood up to evil Haman. He, she stood up to the evil and saved a nation. Moses stood up to the Pharaoh and cried out for the freedom of his people. Elijah 
stood on Mount Carmel and declared the greatness and the glory of God. If God be God, serve him. If not, then serve Baal. And the fire fell because Elijah stood against wicked King Ahab and his vile queen Jezebel. Fearless in the face of evil. Why does truth matter? Because our view will be scriptural, not cultural, not political. You may have already settled your basic worldview, but I want you to pay attention because in this spiritual world and war, we are to bless our children and pass the faith to the next generation. And that's the second reason we're doing this. First reason is we're to battle for truth. Second is we are to bless our children and pass the faith to our next generation. Our children and our children's children. Again, I reference the mother and grandmother of Timothy who came to faith because they passed their faith along, the common salvation in Jesus Christ. Our children and our grandchildren are growing up in a very different world than you and I grew up. And it's our responsibility to lay spiritual foundations and faith for our families. Thirdly, more to say about that later on. Thirdly, we are to benefit our nation, our country. That's what Moses was doing for Israel. Our nation, America, is at a tipping point. Life and liberty are at stake. Our very way of living. Now, here is the truth. Democracy, our way of government, depends upon liberty. Without liberty, there is no democracy. And liberty depends on values and virtues. And values and virtues depend upon a biblical, Christ-centered worldview. Got it? America was founded upon the principles of the Bible, and we must be vigilant to protect these principles that made America one nation under God. If the foundations be destroyed, what will the righteous do? So worldview is in behalf of our nation, our communities, and the future of our world, but ultimately the worldview is for the glory of God to advance the kingdom of God. Our King, the Lord Jesus Christ, has given us our marching orders. Matthew 28, that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and make disciples and mark those disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. That's maturing believers. These, this is our mission. This is our mandate. And therefore, what we do ultimately 
is not moralism or culturalism or political achievement, but is for the sake of Christ and the gospel, for the glory of God and His church. This is why we preach Christ. This is why we teach the Bible. So Paul warned Timothy, as he warns us today, that be aware that there are false prophets, people wearing a mask, hiding behind false doctrine. There is false religion. There are false ideologies. All of that is true. But the only way to win against an argument is with a better argument. The only way to win against an idea is with a better idea. And the idea that we proclaim is that Jesus Christ is Lord, that God's Word is His truth, and to live by the Word of God is to live in peace and hope forever. That is why we do this. While there are enemies of the faith and seducing spirits and false teachers and all the rest, we will endure, and we will will not be intolerant, but we will not tolerate evil. There is, there is no hunger, Paul said it here, there's no hunger, there's no taste for Scripture, for the Word of God. People have itching ears. Just, just scratch my ears. But we will bring the healing, hope-filled message of Christ and the gospel. We are in deep trouble as a nation. Crime and violence is up, 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 up. Divorce rate, up, way up. Kids are living in the streets without fathers. The streets become their fathers. Illegitimate births, up. Teen suicides, up. Is there any hope? Yes. Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. This is the time to rise, to get on our feet, and not to blink, but to courageously stand for truth, to do as Jesus said, be salt and light in our culture, to love and live out loud, to do what the Apostle Paul did, to finish the course, to run the race, to fight the good fight, and to keep the faith, to run hard all the way, to fight the good fight, to overcome evil with good. Yes, we're opposed to abortion. What's our solution? How are we helping moms in crisis and families that are struggling? Yes, we're pro-life in belief, but we're also pro-love in our actions. Where is the church when a marriage is broken? So often we come with harsh judgment and relentless condemnation. But what's our answer? If the church is not there to help and to give hope to broken people, we don't deserve the land we're built on. People are broken in addiction, addiction to drugs and alcohol and pornography. Where's the help? Where's the help going to come from? My help comes from the Lord. And the church needs to be there for people. We need to be known, yes, for what we are against, but more so what we are for. And what we are for is helping people. We're against homosexuality. It's a terrible bondage. And we will say that it is wrong, 
because it is a crushing sin. But we will stand by to help. We will reach out to bring hope and welcome those who are broken by their behavior. On and on I could go. Listen, Jesus came and will transform lives. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. And so why are we bringing this series? Because you need to know what you believe, why you believe it. You need to know your worldview. You need to pass it along. You need to help those around you here know the gospel and stand for the truth that is only in Jesus Christ. You're listening to PowerPoint with Jack Graham and today's message, Truth Matters. This Easter time, we invite you to journey with Pastor Graham through the last week of Jesus' life on earth through his book titled, The Hope of Easter. Deepen your hope in Christ and reignite your desire to share him with others as you meditate on the incredible events of Jesus' Passion Week. The Hope of Easter comes as a thanks for your gift to help more people experience the hope of Jesus Christ as together we proclaim his gospel all around the world. And for a limited time, Your gift will be doubled by a $150,000 matching grant, so it's worth twice as much. So request your copy of The Hope of Easter when you call and have your gift matched today. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789. And don't forget to visit jackgram.org where you can shop our e-store, give a gift online, or sign up for Dr. Graham's free daily email devotional. Our website again is jackgram.org. Pastor, what is your PowerPoint for today? The Declaration of Independence opens with the words that have echoed through history. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yes, America was built upon certain foundational truths that have guided and governed our nation, truths that come from God Almighty Himself. Which leads me to ask you today, how valuable is God's truth to you? The great King Solomon, one of the wisest men who ever lived, once said, Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. This great king knew that truth was invaluable, that it was priceless. So what about you? Do you love God's word, God's truth? Do you obey his truth? Do you stand for truth in an unrighteous generation? Do you proclaim his truth? More and more, our culture is turning its back on anyone who believes in Jesus and the claim that salvation is found in Christ and Christ alone. But for the sake of our beloved nation and the people we care about, you and I must defend the truth of who Jesus is in our own generation. It's my prayer that you will recommit yourself to stand undaunted for the truth, God's truth, and that through your witness, many people will come to know the truth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is today's PowerPoint. Remember, when you give a gift to PowerPoint, we'll send you Dr. Graham's book, The Hope of Easter, as our thanks. Call 1-800-795-4627. That's 1-800-795-4627. You can also text the word HOPE to 59789. Next time, Dr. Graham brings a message about the role you can play in the fight for life. That's next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham.
PowerPoint with Jack Graham is sponsored by PowerPoint Ministries.